Christians are supposed to be Christ-like, just as the name implied from when it was originally used in the first century, right up to our own postmodern world today. It's as simple as WWJD, right? Wrong. Join our show host, teacher, servant leader, and fellow traveler as we journey together in learning how lives daily renewed by God's grace and power can embrace Christian living that counts and makes a difference in a broken world. Greetings for Author Talk. This is J. Douglas Barker. The book is titled, A Believing, Behaving Faith. A practical commentary on the book of James, which is uh, not a very long book in the Bible, in the New Testament, and one that some people have problems finding. And joining me from uh, from the East Coast, I think it's uh, near Atlanta, if I understand it correctly, is, Correct. is author Dr. John Thomas Wiley. Dr. Wiley, welcome to the program, sir. Uh, this is, uh, again, as I have observed, uh, a, a book of 176 pages, which is a, a, a very extensive amount of uh, work uh, that's been put into this. And again, the book of James, which is a New Testament book, is not all that long. Uh, Dr. Wiley, how did you come about to write this? Tell a little of your background and your history and, and how this book got to be put into print. Well, uh when I think about that, I think about the motivation that first inspired me, and that came through the channels of Dr. John L. Copeland, which was my pastor at Zion Missionary Baptist Church in Nashville. Uh, I was attending seminary for the first time, and he would often say to me, you have great sermons, so why don't you just consider publishing something? I, that, thought, that thought stayed on my mind until after his death, and then it began to kind of haunt me throughout my ministry until I met Dr. E.W. Robeson, who was the pastor of Alpha United Baptist Church, who also said, you are a well-versed preacher and you should publish something soon. Dr. Robeson continued to encourage me to write or publish something until his death. Later on, during my pastorate, I, I began to write, with the aid of the Holy Spirit, a sermon entitled, Only One God, Who Is He?, and actually, I thought that that sermon would go for a revival, but it turned out uh, to be a book that was published by Arthur House in 1997. And uh, the present book that, I, that we are speaking of, A Believing, Behaving Faith, it came by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit later in 2015. Now, is this is this the only? You've you mentioned another book. Are there other books that you've written, or are just these two? There are about 30 books that I've written. Wow. That, I, I, excuse me for saying wow, but that's, <laughs> that's impressive. That's okay. That's impressive, Pastor. You have uh, written a lot of material and uh, shared it, obviously, because of a passion you have. This book, what, what do you feel is the appeal of it? Why is this book uh, important in today's uh, generation? Well, when I first began seminary and throughout the career in seminary, the first four years of my education, I paid close attention to what clergymen were saying and what other ministers were saying, and and it appealed to me that this this work should be a work that many would appreciate. Mm -hmm. um, the purpose of any exposition from the Word of God should always be, whether it's spoken or written, it should have the intent to guide, to inspire, to teach encouragement to others 
who have a belief in Christ, but only not only to have a belief in Christ, but be a behavior in Christ, a doer. You, yes, you, your book your book mentions that in the title, of course, uh, a believing, behaving faith, and a lot of preachers use alliterative, alliterative language uh, in order to get a message across. Uh, but your take on the book of James is that there should be action along with a faith confession, correct? Uh, correct. And the book itself, uh, how long did it take to, to write, Dr. Wiley? How long did it take to complete the book of, uh, of James uh, in commentary form? That book probably took me about six or seven months. Six or seven months. It, it, would it be proper to to uh, imagine that you are a uh, an obsessive reader, if I may use the word obsessive? You're a person that loves to read and loves to write and uh, maybe keeps notes on a regular basis. That's every day. Is that right? I have uh, other friends who are who who are uh, you know really excellent readers. Uh, I don't have that gift of uh, of, of paying attention. I, I have a um, uh, an imaginative mind that wanders a lot. Uh, what do you want, what do you want re- readers to take away from this? I'm sure you've shared the contents with other pastors and uh, other people in ministry. What do you want them to take away from this this book? Uh, well, I want them to know more about what it means to believe in Jesus Christ. Uh, just because you believe, that's not enough. You must. Uh, you must also be obedient to the word of which of what you of which you believe in, uh, which means you should be a doer of the word. Uh, to have faith is to live Christ-like. Your book is is also well researched, if I may use that term. You have footnotes, you have uh, references to other writers, and so on. Uh, did you? Place those in the book from memory or from research. Uh, how did you go about doing so? Some of it was uh, taken from my memory, and a lot of it, most of it, I would say, was from research. Because whatever I jot down, I go back and I research my notes, and I go back and I make sure that it is accurate with with what I have written on paper. Uh, the book of James is, again, a fairly short read for those who uh, do study the New Testament. Um, is there any one particular verse or a passage in the book of James that uh, stood out to you when you were preparing this this book? Um, I'm, I assume you're asking uh, some highlights. That Yeah, maybe a highlight from the book, correct. Uh, I'm thinking about uh, if men and women would consider the thoughts of James is not enough to hear the word, but verses, uh, well, chapter 1, I was thinking about verses 22 and 23 only. If you hear the word first, then it is evident that something must be done afterwards. But to hear without, hear without which means believing without, behaving, uh, is believing without obedience, which is a guilt, is which is being guilty of self-deception. You uh, believe you must be a doer, you know. Mm. And the book, what I tried to do in the book is to show people how, what to do once you believe. You know, no Christian has a problem with believing, but it's a matter of implementing, implementing it. 
I, I guess that would be like going to an ice cream shop and looking at all the flavors and saying, boy, I really love, uh, I love strawberry ice cream, but I've never tried it in my life. And so there's more to just talking about what your faith is, but uh, there's a, a real necessity to be active and a doer of the word is what you're saying in, in your uh, in your comment there. Uh, if you were to introduce this to, to somebody in a couple of sentences, I'm sure that there have been individuals uh, in your sphere of influence that know you're a writer and know you're an author and know you have a passion for the written word. For someone who doesn't know you, how would you introduce the book to them? I would tell them that true Christian living can never be experienced or fulfilled in, in anyone's life uh, apart from the gospel of Christ. That's your foundation. Certainly, while it is true that Christians are believers in Christ, we must do more than just believe. If our faith is to believe Jesus Christ, then our faith also ought to be a faith that responds to that belief. It should be lived out, and we should follow his Christ-like example. Uh, it's more clearly to be put it more clearly, uh, we, we should practice what we believe and how we live daily in Christ. Jesus Christ uh, would that we not only believe the Word, but live the Word, which simply puts being, being doers of the Word, not believers only. And, and that's a standard admonition or encouragement from many pulpits on Sunday morning, that uh, we have to be more than just a token of faith, but a doer of faith. Uh, you have, uh, it, it, there are other books in the marketplace, a lot of commentaries on the New Testament, Old Testament, books in specific. Uh, this one that focuses on the book of James, is it different from other things or other books out there? What, uh, what do you think makes it stand out? I believe what makes it stand out is the fact that it's been uh, handled in great detail. I've paid attention to uh, what James says, what Christ says, and uh, it comes to my mind, this is exactly the way it should be uh, practiced in the Christian faith, because faith without works is dead. If you don't do anything about what you believe, uh, you, how do you expect to encourage anyone else? And so with that said, the, the Christian must live a life that is Christ-centered, and your book really focuses on the time period that uh, that is after the life of Christ on earth. Uh, is there three words that would, would maybe describe your book if, if someone were to look for an inspiration behind it or a, a, a word or two that might describe it in succinct form? What would those be? Uh, for most individuals, even as it is for myself, it's quite inspirational quite motivational it is spiritual and uh it's uh, there it's a it consists of true facts that are found in the scriptures now when they're reading this book are they going to be uh if i may use the word lost in the weeds or is this a conversational approach to inspiration motivation and bible study or how would you describe that would it would this be an easy book for me to read someone who has a short attention span for example I would say that this is quite a effective book to read, but it should be fairly easy because since I have gone through the book and I generally explain everything that's in that book of James. And it's really a book that a pastor or a Bible teacher or a group leader 
uh, could take the contents of this and use it, or an individual maybe as a, a devotional guide. Would that be an also also a, a practical application of uh, your study of the Book of James? Uh, yes, it, it it would be. Uh, it can be used for personal use by any Christian or non-Christian or person seeking the truth, and uh, it would definitely be a instrumental tool in a Bible study or a devotional study. Beautiful. Now, were there challenges in writing this? I know you have mentioned that uh, authoring books has not been a challenge for you in general, but in studying the book of James, which I don't know that there's a lot of historical background available to it, uh, was, was that a challenge for you, or how did you, how did you approach that? Well, I picked up my Bible, and I looked at it, and I read the entire first thing. The first thing, very first thing I did, I read the entire book of James, and um, unlike any ordinary story, the facts of this book are Bible-based and true. And uh, it's a matter of life and death. That's the way I take it. Hmm. Beautifully done. Again, a great Bible study guide, a devotional guide, a small group guide, a pastoral reference book, the title of which is A Believing, Behaving Faith. A practical commentary on the book of James. And uh, the author who has joined me from near Atlanta, Georgia, is Dr. John Thomas Wiley. Dr. Wiley, where can my listeners and pastors get a copy of your book? They can. Uh, well, there's two places for sure. You can go online to Amazon, www.amazon.com, and enter either my name, and it, that will pull up uh, practically the entire list of, my, of books I've written, or you could just enter the title of that book on Amazon.com and pull it up that way. Uh, you can also go to Barnes & Noble, and uh, they have an excellent page also which shows the, con- the content of my books. Fabulous. Thank you for joining me today and sharing your story. You have a fascinating background and a fascinating present and I'm sure a great future as well. Is there another book in the works currently, or is this uh, kind of a, 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 a pause for you after the completion uh, of this? Well, there, throughout my writing career, there has been no pause. Uh, <laughs> there are three books that just I just authored that just came out yesterday. My. Uh, they are also on uh, Barnes & Noble, Amazon.com. Uh, now, the first book uh, is quite a long title, and I hope it doesn't frighten anyone, but the name of that title is A Christian Theology. Christian Theology just simply means Christian Bible study. Hmm. Uh, It's on man's need of redemption, God's redemptive purpose, and Christ's redemptive work. That's the title of that book. Fascinating. The second book that just came out is uh, Great Women of the Bible. It explains, and this is a very small book, but it explains about 17 women in detail about what they went through and their mission and how they responded to what God asked them to do. Um, the third book is uh, covers one true and living God, and it, it's a book that uh, uh, demonstrates that God is <laughs> God is there. Mm. Uh, uh, you don't have to tell anyone that He's there. I think mankind knows some some superior being or some some superior source of faith. Something is there, regardless of how we feel. The Bible being God's authority, uh, it points out who God actually is. 
Well, Dr. Wiley, it sounds like uh, you don't have any problem keeping busy and uh, certainly delighted to, <laughs> delighted, delighted to meet with you and talk with you regarding this book. Uh, listeners, you can do a search under his name, Dr. John Thomas W-Y-L-I-E, Wiley, and uh, find out about this book, Believing, Behaving Faith, and the other books that will come not only in the near future, but I'm sure uh, the ones that are already in the marketplace. Thank you, Dr. Wiley, for joining me today and sharing your story. Uh, You're so very welcome. Pleasure visiting with you for Author House and Author Talk. This is Jay Douglas Barker. Stay with us for more Christian Living That Counts, back in a moment. Congratulations on getting your book published. The effort you put into your work is truly commendable. But what's next? What will happen to all the knowledge you have worked so hard to acquire to produce your book? Here at Toginet Radio, we can provide you a platform to keep your knowledge working for you through the power of podcasts. The subjects our podcasts cover are as varied as the grains of sand on a beach. From life coaching, to military resources, to business success, even to the paranormal. We have a place for everyone. To get started on your next step, call Scott at 903-787-5880 or email him at scott at toginetradio.com. That's S-C-O-T-T at T-O-G-I-N-E-T-R-A-D-I-O dot com. Returning with more of Christian Living That Counts. Greetings for Author Talk. This is J. Douglas Barker. The book is titled The Silver Pen, Sound and Silence, the subtitle. And joining me from Colorado is the author... Jan both Doves. Welcome to the program, Jan. Good morning. Well, this is a, a, a book of inspiration. Obviously, you are one of those, uh, will, I, will I call them religious nuts? No, I mean religious people. <laughs> People with a, people people well, with you a, may call me a nut. <laughs> you you're actually a, a person of faith, a person uh, with a passion for oh, yeah. spiritual things and sure. uh, the traditional approach to to faith. Your book itself is uh, a little over a hundred pages in length. Uh, share share with my listeners a little of your background. You weren't always an author. That's correct. Um, I spent about thirty three years as a uh, I am fairly old. <laughs> mm. I spent um, quite a while as a medical technologist and then went into laboratory management. Um, and so I, I really started at a very scientific side of my brain, and um, that was my life history. However, I began to realize I really liked people more than their red blood cells. <laughs> Well, the, and so both important. I though, said, I <laughs> yeah, you're more interesting than your red self. So um, I, I took a, um, a, a, an additional degree as a uh, mental health counselor because I mm. really found that to be a goal that I wanted in my life, to just be able to, to help people. Beautiful. And um, so I got a, a master's in that and began to have a career as a counselor. 
That's incredible background. Now, obviously, you are an intelligent lady. Uh, this is uh, certainly uh, an aspect of that, being an author. You, uh, do you keep notes? Do you keep a journal? How do you go about uh, coming up with inspirational ideas and remembering them or uh, making them available to put in book form? Great question, because I actually, for years, I have jotted down little poems, even when I was a child, but they, of course, were just, you know, little Dr. Seuss type things. But I I found that maybe I'd write a paragraph or a sentence, and I liked it. So I I would put it in my, as you suggested, my notebook. Hmm. And by the time I got to counseling stage, I had a pretty big notebook. And I found that some of these um, poems, as I call them, uh, were very helpful to the client and to um, uh, my my fellow counselors. They they liked using them and asked me to to publish them so that they could um, direct their client to to such um, a book. And that's how my notebook became a book. Yeah, your book, and I'm sorry, the, the poetry that you call it is uh, really, in a way, sort of prose in some respects. Uh, it's not ne- yeah. necessarily a rhythmic poem in its style. Uh, the uh, one that caught my attention was one ca- called Gone, Gone Fishing, and I found it, uh, I found it to be a very uh, inspirational uh, look at a story that's familiar to many of us who are church attenders or have attended church and uh, talked about the fishing aspects of the disciples and the Lord on the beach and him telling them to cast to the other side. And one thing that came out of that read was the way you approached it. You said, uh, catching words for this page is like grabbing fish from the water. I must patiently wait until I heard the Lord say, catch this one, cast your pen on the other side of the book. I found that to be charming. Uh, that, that certainly stood out from the page. Uh, are all of your uh, thoughts, your poems, your prose, do they always have a, uh, a basis in spiritual uh, content? Um, not quite as directly as that, but most of them do. And um, I don't try to purpose—I mean, that's not my purpose. Right. Uh, it's just who I am, I guess. And um, it, sometimes my examples are so much easier for me to slip in with uh, something like that, when the Lord says, catch this one, cast your pen on the other side of, mm. the, of the boat. And then I like the last line of that poem that you just mentioned, which says, sometimes Yeshua even lets me catch an entire school of words. Beautiful. May they nourish others who are hungry for his word. That's a beautiful play on words, Absolutely what I'd love to do. You have uh, have obviously put a lot of thought and intent in uh, this work. Um, uh-huh. Was there a specific audience that you were trying to reach? Is this one that is going to appeal primarily to people who have a, uh, I guess, a relationship with with the church and with religious and with spiritual things, or do you think this might also appeal to just anyone that needs a, a, a lift up or not lift up and need a yeah. bit of encouragement? I understand. Um, in my in my purpose, I did not 
specifically try to do that. I just wrote it as who as who I am, and I I did want to also capture the interest of those who may not be a follower of Christ, but just following good um, good ideas. You know, everyone gets hurt and and harmed by words that other people speak. And um, you want a way to just reframe it. And for me, I would reframe it into the spirituality, but I hope that um, others can just see, well, in their way, that they can do it, they can reframe it their way. I think that's great advice. I also will, from an observer standpoint, say that we live in a spiritual, if I may use that in quotation marks, a spiritual world that does not necessarily embrace Christianity or faith that we may embrace. However, uh, that doesn't preclude them from reading a book like this, because they're sort of open to everything and anything. Uh, When they read this book, they'll get a specific direction, which uh, I think you've included in, in your book, in your prose, and in your poetry, uh, that's obviously a passion from your heart and may impress them and impact them in a positive way. Right. And I really like the idea of um, different levels of the spirit world, and I don't mean that in a weird kind of way. Yes. But just, just that you can move it into another level of thinking, and um, then we can use that to our advantage. Absolutely. And how we think something. <laughs> uh, do you think this book is similar to others in the marketplace? There are a lot of uh, poetry books and books of prose that deal with spiritual issues. What makes you feel that this is different from others? I think it's different because I really feel that it is poetry. However, I totally agree with what you said earlier. It does not rhyme on purpose. I carefully didn't rhyme. It does not have a rhythm because I want people to to see in that other level to to see um, other things than oh that expected word it'll mm-hmm. rhyme with da 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 right and um, then then I think it ruins the whole the whole sentence. You've mentioned that you are sort of uh, retired or semi-retired, I'm guessing, other than being an author. Uh, Does that occupy most of your thinking at this point in your life? Are you uh, continuing to write, and are you planning a sequel to this particular book? Well, I have written another book, but I didn't publish it. I just had it printed and just sold it and gave it to friends and church members, but it, it's had to do with um, a lot more of, of Scripture, hmm. and it um, also had to do with um, just looking at how to interpret the end of time, hmm. you know, because even within Christianity, <laughs> there are as many um, definitions of that as you can imagine. And so I wrote the book about what's 
the best way to try and interpret. I didn't give an interpretation. <laughs> that was probably wise. Uh, there's, a, as you've mentioned, a lot of lot of different opinions about most things spiritual oh, and about Christianity and about the Bible. This book, yes. this book, uh, although uh, again it may, from your perspective, uh, approach it from a Judeo-Christian uh, perspective. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. one one that will be appealing to many many people uh, mm-hmm. it, it, because of the content, and I think the play on words is certainly a, a charming aspect of your book. Um, what, That's so well. Are you yes. are you continuing to to write? Are you uh, preparing for maybe a follow up to this? I do not specifically prepare for a follow up. Um, I don't know. I just I, I continue to. Uh, look for uh, wonderful connections of words and how words, um, I just, I'm in love with words, and um, I, I find them very powerful. So I have my book, I mean, my uh, notebook still going, yes. and that's all I do is just work on that. That's No idea for another book yet. Absolutely. That's commendable. Uh, I have a lot of creative things in my history and in my life, but I don't pursue them currently. Uh, I've kind of come to the point where I just have set them on the shelf, uh, at least temporarily. Uh, this book, though, yeah. is, a, is a wonderful play on words and inspiring by its content, the title of which is The Silver Pen, Sound yeah. and Silence. Uh, Jan, yeah. where do my listeners get a copy of your book? Yes, um, Amazon is uh, is an easy way to go, um, or through the um, the uh, publisher. Uh, it is self published, but I did it through Author House. Beautiful, very good. Mm-hmm. They can do a search under your name, also Jan Both V O T H Dubs D U B B S, and they can do that yeah. and find this, and hopefully we'll find some other works in the future where we can connect with you, maybe on websites or in social media. Thank you, Jan, for sharing your story today. Thank you for the opportunity. My pleasure for Author House and Author Talk. This is Jay Douglas Barker. Join us again for Christian Living That Counts.